hello there and welcome to the shellac stack my name is brian wright and this is the little musical variety hour in which i play 78 rpm records from my collection it's music from the first half of the 20th century i don't know about you but right about now i'm getting a touch of the old cabin fever the desire to in the words of george bailey shake the dust of this crummy little town off my feet and see the world but that's not gonna happen not anytime soon anyway So I thought we'd do the next best thing on today's program and pull out some records about far-off places, songs about countries and cities and cultures outside of the United States. I will admit, though, that most of these recordings are of tunes composed by American writers, played by American musicians, and many of them recorded in New York. So we're not really getting the full international flavor, but... Be that as it may, I thought it would still be fun. One of these days, I'll dig into my box of so-called ethnic records and give us a real tour, but today we're going to have to make do with the Disney-fied version. Our first record takes us to a country that, in 1865, was still trying to decide on a name for itself. Had things gone another way, we might now know it as Albert's Land, or Albionora, Borealia, Britannia, Cabodia, Colonia, Ephisga, Hochelaga, Norland, Superior, Transatlantia, Tuponia, or even Victoria Land. Those were all serious contenders, but on July 1st, 1867, several provinces joined together to become the Dominion of Canada, a name that had its origins in 16th century Iroquois from a word meaning village or settlement. Just think. This first record, Canadian capers might well have been known as Tuponian capers or Albionoran capers. Try saying that three times fast. Anyway, the record is by Ben Selvin and his orchestra, Brunswick 2164, from October of 1921. Here's Canadian Capers.
Ben Selvin's Orchestra, a Brunswick record from 1921, Canadian Capers. Starting off today's traveling program, a little close to home, we're going to kind of make our way around the world over the next hour, and I'll be throwing in some little trivia along the way just to keep things interesting. So, for example, this next record is by Graham Bell's Dixieland Band, a recording made in Melbourne, Australia, in June of 1947. The composition by Roger Bell is called The Aztec Princess. So this one takes us to Mexico, where the Aztec culture flourished between about 1300 and 1521, when conquistadors arrived and quickly established Spanish colonial rule. Aztecs were especially skilled farmers. Through the construction of artificial islands called Chinampas, they transformed swamps and shallow lakes into exceptionally fertile places for growing maize, beans, squashes, chilies, and other staples, producing an abundance of food that led to a highly urbanized society and apparently gave birth to an Aztec princess. (laughs) After that, we'll move over to Guatemala, a record by the Hurtado Brothers and their Royal Marimba Band. This was recorded in November of 1935. It's Cielo de Guatemala, Skies of Guatemala. And just some fun facts about uh, Guatemala. The earliest evidence of human habitation in modern-day Guatemala dates back to at least 14,000 years ago, and possibly as far back as 20,000 years ago. By the 8th century, as many as 11 million Maya lived in what is now northern Guatemala, more than twice the population of England at the time. And in case you were wondering, Guatemala comes from a native Nahuatl word meaning place of many trees. So first up, Graham Bell's Dixieland Band with the Aztec Princess, followed by Hurtado Brothers and their Royal Marimba Band.
We started that set with Graham Bell's Dixieland Band in 1947, a Rampart record, number nine, the Aztec Princess, followed by the Hurtado Brothers and their Royal Marimba Band, a Columbia record from 1935, Cielo de Guatemala. For those of you just joining us, welcome. My name is Brian Wright, and today we're listening to the world, so to speak, through 78 RPM Records. Songs about places around the world, and up next I've got a record by Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra from 1930. Frank Munn is the vocalist on a tune by Eugene Burton called Caribbean Love Song. The Caribbean comprises about 700 islands and was named for the Caribs, an ethnic group in the Lesser Antilles at the time of the Spanish conquests in the 16th century, and kind of like potato, potato, some people say Caribbean and others say Caribbean. Caribbean is the older, and some might argue more correct, pronunciation, but Caribbean has been gaining acceptance over the past 75 years. Listen and see which version Frank Munn takes. After that, we'll hear John Molinari, a fantastic accordionist, playing a tune uh, by Ari Barrioso called Brazil. You'll probably recognize this one. He made this on the little Accordia label in 1950. It's Accordia record number 1954. Brazil, incidentally, is the world's fifth largest country in terms of both population and geographical area. In terms of population, China, India, the United States, and Indonesia are larger. And in terms of land, it's Russia, Canada, China, and the United States that are larger. And I know we have several aviation enthusiasts listening. Hi, Adam. Hi, Gary. You might already know it, but Brazil has more airports than any other country except the United States. How many do they have? 4,000. Okay, let's listen first to Nat Shilkrit and the Victor Orchestra, Caribbean, or if you prefer, Caribbean love song. Oh 
Caribbean love song. From Brazil, we're going to head across the Atlantic, up north to Denmark, to the city of Copenhagen, for a jazz standard that was composed back in, I think, about 1924 by Charlie Davis. The tune is Copenhagen. And I know what some of you uh, jazz enthusiasts are probably thinking, but that wasn't named for the city. It was named for a brand of chewing tobacco, and that is absolutely true. (laughs) But we're going to pretend for the moment that it has something to do with the city because, hey, where did the chewing tobacco get its name? So Copenhagen is what we'll hear, performed by Lou Waters and his Yerba Buena jazz band on a Mercury record from January of 1950. 
Copenhagen, incidentally, is home to the world's oldest amusement park, known locally as Bakken. It dates to 1583, when residents discovered a natural spring there. Crowds came, and so did performers and merchants, establishing a carnival-like atmosphere. Today, there are roller coasters, cabarets, and other entertainments. So, when in Copenhagen, check out Bakken. After that, we'll head down to Paris for a recording actually made in Paris in January of 1927. This is Gardoni and Puig, Fredo Gardoni and Manuel Puig, and they're doing Ça, c'est Paris. This is Paris. It was issued here in the States on Victor Record number 21033. Paris, as you may know, is often called the City of Light, and it's called that in part because it took a leading role during the Age of Enlightenment, but also because it was one of the first cities to adopt street lighting. By the 1860s, the streets of Paris were illuminated by some 56,000 gas lamps, so think on that as you listen to Ça, c'est Paris. But first up, Lou Waters and his Yerba Buena jazz band, Copenhagen. Thank you. 
I just love that record. It's so atmospheric. Accordion and banjo. Fredo Gardoni and Manuel Puig, Ça, c'est Paris. This is Paris, a record made in Paris in January of 1927. Before that, Lou Waters and his Yerba Buena jazz band, a recording made in El Cerrito, California in January of 1950. Copenhagen, or maybe that's Copenhagen. Well, from Paris, we're going to cross the Alps into Switzerland. Here's a recording by Raymond Scott and his quintet. They made this in New York in June of 1939. It's one of Raymond Scott's own compositions called Boy Scout in Switzerland. Columbia 35347. And apropos of nothing, the popular font Helvetica was designed in Switzerland in 1957 by Max Meetinger and Eduard Hoffmann. Just something we throw in extra for no additional price. <laughs> After that, uh, we're going to cross back west to Barcelona, a record made by Fred Rich and Alan Moran, duo pianists. We normally hear Fred Rich as a band leader, but here he is as one of the two pianists. Columbia 690-D, a recording made in New York in July of 1926. Ray Stilwell will contribute a vocal on Barcelona. There is still some debate about who founded Barcelona and when. One legend says that it was founded by Hercules 400 years before the building of Rome, but another says that it was established in the 3rd century BCE by Hamilcar Barca, father of Hannibal. So you can decide which one you prefer as we listen to Fred Rich and Alan Moran play Barcelona, but first up, the Raymond Scott Quintet, Boy Scout in Switzerland. Thank you. 
Barcelona, played by Fred Rich and Alan Moran at the pianos, with Ray Stilwell singing. That was from 1926. Before that, the Raymond Scott Quintet, Boy Scout in Switzerland, from 1939. If you're enjoying the program and you want to write to me, my email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoy the program, I hope you might support us on Patreon. There is a Patreon webpage for the program at patreon.com slash shellacstack. And there you can contribute a little bit if you are so inclined, and your contributions will help me cover the costs of putting this program together and putting it out there for you to enjoy. So I thank you very much for that. Okay, we're going to head down to the Middle East now and listen first to a record by the Rhythmotic Orchestra, recorded in February of 1925 for Brunswick. They'll play Egyptian Echoes. And in case you were wondering, yes, ancient Egyptians loved to play board games. One of the popular games was called Senet. It was played for over 2,000 years, and it involved throwing sticks, similar to how we throw dice, to determine how many squares a player's piece moves on the board. After Egyptian Echoes, we'll head over to Baghdad, a record called Baghdad, played by Ray Miller and his orchestra. The tune was uh, composed by Yellen and Ager. It's Brunswick 2681, recorded in August of 1924. And you probably know that Baghdad is Iraq's largest city and one of the most populous urban areas in the Middle East. But did you know it was founded in the year 762 as the capital of the Abbasid dynasty of caliphs and quickly emerged as one of the most significant cultural centers of Arab and Islamic civilization. Its significance waned after it was conquered by the Mongol leader Hulegu in 1258. So first up, here's the Rhythmotic Orchestra taking us all the way to Egypt with Egyptian Echoes. Thank you. 
right. From Baghdad, we're going to take a giant leap over to Asia, all the way to China for a couple of songs about that country. First, Philip Spitalny and his orchestra will play Chinese Moon, composed by the very Chinese-sounding team of Ben Bronfen and Joseph Nussbaum. <laughs> this was recorded on October 5th, 1926 in New York, issued on Victor 20287. And expect lots of gongs and other quote-unquote oriental effects in this. Those kind of things were so popular back in the early to mid-1920s. After that, we'll hear from the Club Royal Orchestra, directed by Clyde Doer, their record called Goodbye Shanghai, also composed by the very Chinese-sounding writer Joseph Meyer. This was recorded in December of 1921, issued on Victor 18857. Now, you may know that the Chinese are credited with inventing gunpowder and paper, but did you know that the first ice cream also came from China? Marco Polo is rumored to have taken the recipe with him back to Europe. Also, the first mechanical clock was developed in China by a civil servant named Su Song in the year 1092. Okay, enough of the trivia. Here's some music, starting with Philip Spitalny and his orchestra, Chinese Moon. Thank you. 
have one of a slew of oriental foxtrots so popular in the 1920s, Goodbye Shanghai. That was played by the Club Royal Orchestra, a recording made in 1921. Before that, Philip Spitalny and his orchestra from 1926 gave us Chinese Moon. Okay, for the last record on today's program, we're going to leave China and head across the sea a little ways to Japan for a song composed by Arthur Schwartz and Howard Dietz. And I wonder if either of them had been to Japan at the time they wrote this. I suspect not. <laughs> the tune is Get Yourself a Geisha, sung by Beatrice Lilly and issued on the Liberty Music Shop label number L251. This was recorded in February of 1939, so shortly before the United States entered World War II, and it manages to avoid some of the worse Japanese stereotypes that would come to light during the war. Uh, but it still paints a rather inaccurate picture of the geisha, uh, despite the tendency of those in the West to think of Japanese geisha as little more than prostitutes. They are 
generally not sex workers, but rather they are highly skilled performers who have cultivated sophisticated forms of song and dance, like kota and kotaburi. The term geisha comes from two words, gay means art, and sha means person. So a geisha is an art person. I wonder if Beatrice Lilly knew that when she sang this. It doesn't matter. It's still a fun song. I hope you'll enjoy Get Yourself a Geisha. If you have merely looked at a Japanese print, Hokusai, Hiroshika, Hokusai. The chances are you have but a casual hint. Hokusai, Hiroshika, Hokusai. Of how, of how we live in Japan. If you have only read Lafcadio Hearn, his books, his books upon Japan. I don't see how on earth you could possibly learn anything about the Isle of Nippon. It's an island you should take a trip on. Do you mind if I give a tip on the way you should barely see Nippon? Get yourself a geisha, a gay little geisha. A geisha girl's the surest, the surest guide for the tourist. If the tourist is no purist, he can have a lot of fun doing what he ought to do in Tokyo. Get yourself a geisha, a gay little geisha. She's free and Japanesey. She's debonair and breezy, and she dances hot striptease. Even in Japan, it's done. She will take you on the town from dark till dawn. You'll drink a lot of Japanese gin. When you've had enough of Japanese gin, you can take her home and maybe carry on. When you enter her house, you take your shoes off. It's better with your shoes off. Oh, get yourself a geisha. But only in case would pass up what's in guidebooks. Tourist knows if he's tried books that the best things aren't in guidebooks. Let yourself go, go, get yourself a geisha girl. She will shower you with oriental charms. In the land of the radiant sun, you'll wait up nights for the radiant sun. Then together you will wander arm in arm. And sleep in the forest of the cherry blossom. It's better with your shoes off. Oh, get yourself a geisha, the flower of Asia. She's one with whom to take up. At night your bed she will make up. And she'll be there when you wake up. Get yourself a geisha. Get yourself a geisha. Get yourself a geisha. And just like that, another hour has fizzled away. But what an hour it's been. I hope you enjoyed this quick round-the-world tour through song. Thank you very much for listening. I hope we'll see you next time for more 78s on the shellac stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.
Thank you.